Welcome to Detroit Lions News Podcast. I'm with my host, Tyler. Obviously, I'm Joe Chap, and today we have some special shit to go along with. Obviously, we have the game against the Patriots, and we have other things. But first, uh, Tyler, tell everyone hi. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, I just, uh, man, still still blowing off some uh, some anger over that last week's loss. I got to get that shit out of my head and uh, focus on New England this week, man. I uh, I like this matchup for us, and, and uh, hopefully we come out in here and we can get a dub. Yeah, so, you know, one of the things that we talked about on the last podcast that I was kind of trying to get, you know, I marinated on because you were really, really mad. I, I was thinking about it. You were really, really mad at Aaron Glenn. Um, so was Minick. Um, he was actually more mad. He actually wanted to, like, do bad things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, everyone wants Aaron Glenn out of town. I get why people are saying, like, you know, Aaron Glenn, he's, you know, the defense is so bad, obviously. Obviously. You know, obviously, if you listen to Dan Campbell and what he said about the, the trust issues on the defense, that's a big issue. Um, one of the things that I've kind of figured out, especially since we stopped talking, you know, we did the podcast Sunday, today's Wednesday. A lot of stuff has happened since then. And I'm going to start with this. I do think that if the the Lions win this week, okay, if the Lions win this week, the, the Lions are going to make a trade at the at the bye week. I, I can see. I mean, I, I'd like that. I don't know who would be available, but I would, I would love the idea of that. Cause that's one of the things that's being throw, thrown around. So I, I told Tyler before the show, like he's got, you know, we're, we're going to make this a shorter podcast today because you know, obviously there's stuff that everyone needs to do. Um, But one of the things I was telling Tyler, I had to defend Aaron Glenn and I kind of just want to figure that out. But first I was going to tell you, I think they're going to trade for someone if they win this Sunday. And the person I talked to, actually, he said he said the same thing. And I don't know, just if they win this Sunday, it could really open up, um, you know, confidence in everyone. Are, is there any specific targets that you've been hearing or is it just? it's there's a, there's, a, there's a couple defensive players that it's really keen on. Um, obviously, People bring up Roquan Smith, but that's never happening because the Bears are not trading in the division. Um, but it, it, there's a couple players that they can go after, and there's some in the free agent pool they can go after too if they can't get a trade done with anybody. Yeah, I mean, um, I would definitely, um, I would definitely like something like that. I mean, if you know, depending on what position um, it is, obviously, I mean, we could use quite a bit as long as uh, you know, honestly, anyone on the defense. Um, but uh, I definitely have the idea that, you know, we could definitely go linebacker, try to trade for a linebacker or a corner, and that would make a ton of sense. And, uh, I mean, I guess you just kind of got to feel um, feel out you know, who, who's available or who's maybe um, sellers at that point. I mean, yep. it's still early on, but I think the trade deadline is, what, week eight? Yeah, week seven, week okay, eight. Okay, yeah, so, you know, yeah. we got a little bit of time there. There is a little bit of time, but I think that the and during the bye week they're going to be making some roster moves. That's basically what I've been told. And you know, Tyler, we talked before, and I told you that like you know when I interviewed for the Rams job back in 2020, before the world ended, basically with the COVID pandemic. Pandemic. One of the guys who I was interviewed by was uh, Brad Holmes. And one of the things I'm kind of getting from everybody that I've talked to, especially in the Lions organization is that one of these things I was I, I was kind of trying to figure out with the Aaron Glenn stuff, you know, is it his fault? Is it someone else's fault? And what I've came to a conclusion is 
someone told me to watch the tape. So I went in the All-22, I watched the tape, and there was something that I seen that kind of leans credence into the kind of his demotion. I think he's going to get a demotion pretty soon, and that's Alex Anzalone, because after the game, Dan Campbell said he was trying to, you know, they were trying to find people that they trust. And one of the things that I've kind of figured out was there was a lot of line calls by Alex Anzalone calling out of a play and 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 going to another play you could you could see it and most of the time that they went out of went out of those plays it was in man coverage they went out of the zone and they went into man that's one of the things that you've seen highly in that game uh against the Seahawks it was mm-hmm. it was Alex Anzalone making those calls at the line trying to I don't know what he was doing but when Dan Campbell said he can't trust someone he meant Alex Anzalone well, I uh, I don't know if you if any of you guys saw the the after game presser, or you pay attention to some of the stuff that uh, Dan Campbell has said, but he uh, he praised he praised Malcolm Rodriguez, and what he said one of the things that he said was a problem right now, is that he was pissed off. Dan Campbell was that some players had to make up for the lack of performance from other players, and he shouldn't have to be there's player there shouldn't be players that have to do other players' jobs, and many took that as a direct shot. We're talking about Malcolm Rodriguez having to pick up the slack and do a lot of the jobs that, that Alex Anzalone is actually supposed to be doing. So I don't know if any of you caught that. He said, yeah, you know, it's BS. There, You know, there's players out there that are doing jobs and covering for others, and, and that shouldn't be the case. So uh, I don't think Anzalone is on uh, the coach's good side right now. I mean, great dude, good leader, uh, good person, but, um, you, I mean – you can be the best person in the world, but being a good person doesn't gonna you know make you a talented football player. Right, and I think that uh, was Dan Campbell taking taking a shot at Anzalone. Yeah, so one of the things I kind of took away from it was, um, so if you know Aaron Glenn, he's a guy who is he's he's a guy who is gonna be um doing he's gonna be he's trying to run the defense that Dennis Allen ran in New Orleans. Obviously, Dennis Allen's now the head coach of New Orleans because Sean Payton's gone, and. They're kind of going to dumb it down, the the play call, the you know the, the way that the, that that scheme is kind of ran, because that scheme that they run in New Orleans is a complex defensive scheme. It's kind of a little bit too much right now for the players that are on the team, especially like a guy like Aiden Hutchinson. He's not no Cameron Jordan in year one. Um, you know, obviously you got guys like Charles Harris, uh, you got Ali McNeil, Isaiah Bugs, you know. Bugs is nowhere near David Automata, uh, this defense tackle from New Orleans. There's things that they have to get ish, they have to get worked out, especially on that defensive end, because they don't have the personnel that they had in, he had in New Orleans. So there's things that he can't do, and they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to figure it out real quick. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, there's, um, and I I can see that that uh, that mindset, and I can see that that line line of thinking. Like, um, what I, <clears throat> what worries me. About the whole Aaron Glenn thing. So, like, I think Aaron, like, we all watch Hard Knocks. I mean, I can agree. I think Aaron Glenn is a, like, he's a fierce competitor. He is, like, a cool guy to be around. It seems like the players love him. Like, he seems like just a good dude overall. Um, the struggling part is that, like, I understand the lack of talent, and I think that helps put it into perspective when you're saying that there, there's just the scheme he's trying to run is just too complex for the lack of talent that we have. There's just a part of me that knows it's like, look, dude, I know we have a horrible, like we don't have much talent on the defensive side of the ball, 
mm-hmm. but you've got to do something to at least like scheme up a stop or two. Right. You know what I mean? Like the, you, I feel like even if we have the dead last talent, you can scheme up being the third worst versus the first worst or the yeah. fourth worst versus the first worst. And that's the difference between being three and one and one and three. So yeah, it's I like, think, he's so, got to scale it back, maybe make it more simple. Right. You know? So what I, I'm going to go back to is when last year, when uh, Aaron Glenn's defense was struggling late early in the year, remember that where they got destroyed by the Bengals, they got destroyed by the Eagles. It looked like all hope was lost. And then suddenly the defense turned a corner. They held, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers down below 20 points. The Browns, they, they, they had that, they nearly won that game. They tied with the Pittsburgh Steelers in that boring ass game. I mean, they, they did that to Arizona too. They made Arizona's life a living hell. They did pretty good, but then they're, you know, they had to make some changes, obviously. And I think that Aaron Glenn's going to make the same changes he made last year. They changed schemes because they want to be like New Orleans. The defense wants to be like New Orleans, you know. They want to be fast. They want to be aggressive. That's what the the Dennis Allen kind of thing is, where they're aggressive. They're very, very aggressive. But the thing about New Orleans that they don't have in Detroit is we don't have a Marshawn Lattimore, okay? I mean, we think Okuda's good, but Marshawn Lattimore is a top-five cornerback in this league. We don't have a Cameron Jordan yet. I mean, we're hoping Aiden Hutchinson is that guy. Right. There is no Demario Davis in that linebacker court. We're hoping that Malcolm Rodriguez could be that guy. Like Alex, yeah. Alex Anzalone was a was a, was a guy who would be a sub linebacker in New Orleans. He's starting here, and I really do think that the player that's going to get the most, um, he's going to get the most playing time going forward is going to be Chris Ford and Malcolm Rodriguez. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I saw some uh, statistics. I know we uh, it's easy to reference PFF because they're everywhere. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't agree with them necessarily, but um, they did a ranking of the uh, you know top twenty players in every position, um, and Malcolm Rodriguez was just inside the top twenty. Yep. Um, and for defensive players, I believe I think nineteenth for defensive players, and then linebackers, he was like in the top ten. Yep. Um, and Chris Board was actually twenty first. Yeah. Um. So I mean, a, a lot of linebackers. So I mean, and he's got limited. He has had limited playing time. So he's actually done pretty well. Uh. So I would. I agree with you. I'd absolutely love to see more Chris Board, less Anzalone, and actually, um, at this point, what have you got to lose? Throw Derek Barnes in there. Give him one last yeah. ditch effort. See what he can do. I yeah, mean, he- the guys had like two snaps last week and like two snaps the week before. It's not enough. Exactly. I I think that they're gonna totally. They're totally going to shuffle the defense. I really do think that. And I think that one of the players that's going to get more playing time that people don't really like around here, and I know Tyler doesn't like him and everything, is Will Harris. Will Harris is going to get more playing time. You know, I'm I'm honestly, like, I'm up for anything right now because – It can't be worse. I, you cannot be worse. Be worse. <laughs> it, 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 be, it doesn't exactly. matter what you do. Whatever you've been doing isn't good enough, so you got to do it better. No, and it's like – um you know, I'm sure there are some some things and some schemes and areas that Will Harris can be serviceable, and that's all we need. Like I said, we need to switch up schemes. We need to switch up, just like Danny Campbell was saying, he's going to explore all the options of doing yeah. switching players' positions, switching schemes, switching plays, switching whatever, because like we were stating before, if we can get this defense from a rank 32 defense to a rank 27th defense it's or a, 28th defense, it, that makes you're all, a playoff team. That makes all the difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they're going like, to – so what I've been told is they're going to simplify the scheme. They're going to make – there's going to be a shuffling of players that they're going to be put in different roles. Um, 
one of the things I heard it was Aiden Hutchinson is going to be in a two-point stance, not a three-point stance. So that would be interesting. Him and Charles Harris in a three-point in a two-point stance. That will that will be that's a kind of an interesting kind of take that I heard that I think that I'm I'm kind of wondering what that could yeah. be about. Yeah, and and I uh, I as well was hearing a lot about that. Um, and I think that they're um just trying to explore all the options that they can um you know that they can really do. I mean, you got basically uh and and with a two point stance. I mean, you've got shoulder you know shoulder width apart. And uh, you're, you know, you're more, um, you're a little bit uh, more of an opportunity to be able to hit the ground running um, and kind of more of like an athletic, uh, you know, an athletic defensive end. So yep. more, more stand up, you know, versus in the trenches in your four, in your four point, five point tech. Yeah, but um, the, the reason that's most, I'm not going to cut you off for a minute. The reason that's the most interesting thing is because what happened to New Orleans is kind of happening to Detroit right now. And that's kind of a good sign. When they were struggling on defense, one of the things they did is they put their defensive ends in two point from uh, two points like uh, stances, and then mm-hmm. they they gradually moved them back to a three point stance. But what they did is they kind of it was when Cameron Jordan was going with Marcus Davenport. Davenport was a rookie, and Davenport really didn't know how to do go out of a three point stance because he's always used to a two point stance. It kind of gave him the kind of confidence to like this is what you do out of the two-point stance this is what you do out of three-point stance and they got a lot better as the year went on and that's kind of what I'm looking at with Aaron Glenn yeah I mean um you know I wouldn't mind when uh seeing who uh you know what when they do get some of these people back you know um you do drop you know drop the fifth or, or drop a fifth lineman and have you know you could have Aiden as a stand-up rusher as a outside linebacker like a Khalil Mack um, you know, or something like that. If you're trying to experiment, I mean, you have to wait till after the buy so we can get, uh, you know, Aquara back and Josh Pascal back. Um, but I'm all for experimenting on this defense. Cause like you said, it's nothing that can get worse. I mean, um, you know, some of these, some of these guys playing that uh, weak side or strong side linebacker in a, in a, a stand up position as like an outside rushing linebacker, you know, that might be something that, you know, we can kind of adjust our scheme to. It doesn't seem like they're, hell bent on having you know hey we have to play this specific um four three or be in the specific defense like I feel like they were these first few weeks and it's just been getting ripped apart so Dan Campbell's like you know what do whatever the hell you want mix it up like we got to figure something out and I and I I agree I mean I respect it I like when coaches say hey this isn't working we're wrong um what can we do like let's uh, like nothing's off the table I like that versus someone who's just like yeah, you know, just keep doing it. It'll work. It'll break through eventually. Just keep running it. Just keep running it. It'll work through. It'll work eventually. Like, no, it, it, it's not how it is anymore. And that shows like, – got to be that creative. Kind of, that kind of shows everything about Dan Campbell and this regime is kind of like, let's if it's not working, let's fix it. Like, let's do – if even if it's – they're not arrogant in their ways, you know. You, you do – when and when you work and you do your, your, your stuff, your, your daily job and everything – some people are so arrogant in their ways that they kind of they they don't want they don't take change really good. And one of the things Dan Campbell has showed through this year and a half that he's been on the Lions as the Lions head coach is he wasn't afraid to make the change of Anthony Lynn. He said, "Screw you, I'm going with Ben Johnson." And the offense took off. This year he right. he, he goes he goes in he goes listen, defense isn't good enough. We're gonna make changes. We're gonna do some simplifications. We're gonna do a scheme change. Not a scheme change, but do 
change the way we do things, and then we're gonna get it fixed. And listen, well, uh, he's shown that he could do that. And I like the fact, like, I understand people calling for Aaron Glenn's head. I do. I mean, look at like the last 10, 12 games dating back. I mean, we're like historically bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, we are really banged up. We don't have a ton of talent. I get it. Um, but I think that there is something to be said too about yes, look, there, we need to cut ties with people who don't deserve to have ties, right? Yep. Anthony Lynn just the offense just stunk. I think that he he sees something and the team sees something and Aaron Glenn and Aaron Glenn sees it in himself that, you know, he is the right guy for this. They all, you know, gel with each other. They have great chemistry. You know, the players seem to love them. So, like, I do think that Aaron Glenn is capable. Uh, but, but you know, and I do like that he kind of – he did kind of um, – you know, he's allowing him to coach his way back into keeping his job. But I also know that, like, I'm sure they're all in understanding, like, look, man – like I'm gonna give you a you know a couple weeks here to fix it and to fix it fast, but yeah. like I can't just let this skate by the like you know the rest of the year and into next year. Like we can't just keep getting shit on by you know 40, 50 points for the worst offenses in the league. Like, yeah. But I do appreciate the fact he's giving he is gonna give him the chance, you know, and hopefully he takes advantage of it and schemes up a way, you know. But but I completely agree too. On the other end with Dan Campbell too, like I was really like really pissed about Aaron Glenn last week, man. I was really upset. Yeah, uh, you were you were really pissed. Yeah, but 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 you know, listening to the presser and stuff, and listening to how they're talking, you know, DC is right though, man. He's like, look, like Dan's coming out there. Dan Campbell's coming out in his press conference, and he's like, look, like I understand that we need to scheme better and we need to do better as coaches, but uh, like the players have to be accountable too, and the leaders have to be accountable, yep. and the veterans have to be accountable. And, and I do get that. I like, said that. I said I, that. I, I said I said that Sunday. Remember that? I was like, the, if if you're gonna hold the coaches accountable, you better hold these players accountable because. They are ultimately the ones that do it on the field. Oh, 100%. And I also think that, uh, you know, one big step, I mean, I understand not wanting to throw too much. Um, I, I'm like too much at rookies. Like, I know it's tough. Like, you don't want to hurt their development. Right. But it's like, um, I mean, the, the answer might be, man, if you if you got Malcolm Rodriguez playing at such a high level and such a high IQ, dude, maybe you give him the green dot. I mean, and for those who don't know what that is, the green dot is gets the, uh, the microphone the inside, yeah, inside the helmet. So he's basically the quarterback of the linebacking core. I mean, that's a tough, tall task for a sixth-round rookie, and I don't want that to hurt his development in any way. But I, I mean, mean, if listen, the dude's got the if the dude's got the sauce, man, you might just have to give it a shot and say, "Hey, this I is am glad. Awesome. I am glad that you brought that up because one of the things that I was talking about with this person I was talking about who you know is in the Lions organization. Um, one of the things that he was saying is that. There is going to be a green dot change. Not okay. maybe not this week, but probably during the bye. And it's going to go to Malcolm Rodriguez. I hope so. Because what Malcolm Rodriguez has showed through his, you know, his his little four game stint, not only is he a great player, like people really undervalued him in the draft. Obviously, he went in the fifth, you know, sixth round. Um, but like people didn't realize how smart of a player he was. And if you're asking me to be honest with, with everybody, he's a way smarter player than Alex Anzalone will ever be. And he's a rookie. I mean, when 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 Kel, when you were seeing hard knocks, when Kelvin Shepard, uh, the linebacker coach, was like, bro, he is a rookie. Like, he is a rookie, and he is dominating right. all of you guys. Like, that wasn't just like – that wasn't just a shot at people or trying to motivate them. That was legit. Yeah, that was facts. I mean, no, you're – I mean, it's definitely – 
something that you got to the, the account for. And that's how you do find the stars though, man. Like, like I said, um, I don't think Malcolm Rodriguez will be perfect every week, man. And I mean, he's a rookie and he's a, he's a six rounder at that. So, I mean, you got to give that level of patience, but um, I, at a historically bad defense, I'm not going to lie dude. in the guy's first four games. I don't think he's been rated less than like the 15th line, best linebacker in the league at any point in get the, given time in any week. And the guy's a 5'11", 225, six-round rookie. I mean, that's – hey, uh, when you got it, you he's got not, it. He's not, he's, and, not the he's not the problem at all, you know? No, no, I'm saying yeah. – I mean, that's what I'm saying. When you got it, you got it. And, I mean, if you uh, – you know, you, you do find someone like that who four weeks into their career can uh, handle the mental uh, aptitude and responsibility and IQ to, to be your green dot – I mean, damn! It makes building around it makes building around those guys a hell of a lot easier. Oh yeah, and I, I I totally agree with that. And um, I think that he's really gonna. I think he's gonna get that green dot uh, pretty soon. And I think that Aaron Glenn is gonna he's gonna save this season real quick. I think that I think next week. I mean, we're we're gonna we'll move on to our our, our segment about the bull predictions. I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna. We're, I'll just say it right now. I think the Lions are gonna go out there and they're gonna allow 13 points and they're gonna dominate the Patriots. I really hope, man. Um, I uh, I do. Um, before I make my bold prediction, I know we still had a couple things that we need to go over as far as um, some of the the key players and key matchups. Yep. Um, who are who are your three players that you're looking to watch? Well, just go with week? go with your bold prediction first, and then we'll okay. All right. We'll move, move okay. The rest. I'll uh I'm gonna say man I don't know I uh I had my I did two last week my offensive one was correct my defensive one was the, probably the furthest from correct <laughs> uh, I like doing I like doing both because I literally do feel like it's two different teams <laughs> um, right no no it, no when you said it's two different teams it is is it seriously is two different teams I'm gonna call I'm gonna say my bold prediction um for the offense is um Hawkinson's gonna go for over. 120 again and uh and at least the touchdown so he's going to continue his hot streak which isn't too bold but uh i mean sort of by seeing how he's played the rest of the year so i'm going to say that uh you know i'm going to give i'm going to say seven catches 120 yards and a touchdown from hawk um and then the defensive side of the ball um i'm going to say someone wakes up man i'm going to say um charles harris um and julian aquara both get a sack that that'd be amazing. You know who I think is gonna get a pick? Jeff. Yeah, Jeff's gonna get a pick. I think big, that big Jeff. I, I think he has some added motivation because he was picked by Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, and they taught him it like they taught him like crap, and they really didn't teach him anything. I think he's I think he's gonna want to do something to his former coach. I hope so, man. Um, I really do. I, I think I, that you know, I everyone's everyone's downplaying, you know, the defense and, and it that and rightfully so. I mean, defense hasn't been good at all. But if you're gonna be honest with yourself, I mean, the defense I think is gonna get a lot better. I don't think it's gonna be as bad as it's been. I think this is just a rough patch. It's a quarter of way of the season. Obviously, you go in the the first five games. That's when you're being a quarter way in, in the 17 game schedule. But I really think the Lions are gonna get better defensively. Because they have to, I mean, I, and I'm t- and I'm sitting here thinking it's like, look, man, I'm trying to. I can't find much positivity from last week, but one thing that I'm trying to be positive on and trying to find the positive spin on 
is that maybe last week was like the wake up call that we actually needed. Yeah. I think a lot of fans and the team, I think we were like, Oh, it's the Seahawks. I don't think that, you know, we're going to have any problem. I was it's a wake up call for dude, the coaches I, too. I was tweeting on everybody. I was like, keep your receipts, keep your receipts. If anyone said anything about the Lions losing the Seahawks, I'm like, there's no way, dude. I was so confident. I mean, you, you, you I were, you, like, you were, you were pissed off Sunday. It was, it was, uh, it was so very but, brutal. But like the, that silver lining though, man, it's like, you know, if we, if, if we did barely squeak it out against the Seahawks and then we gave up another bunch of points to the Patriots, but barely squeaked it out. And yeah, say at that point, you know, we're, um, uh, you know, four and two, but then you, at a pivotal point in the season later, you have that huge blowout, like a yep. rude awakening where you like kind of what we had. And it's, you know, a, maybe it's, it's, it's too a late. bat killer too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, maybe it happening now and, and gives us still early in the season, gives everybody some extra motivation, some extra juice, some extra, you know, um, uh, momentum carrying going forward. It's but they fun- say, look, it's, we're it's, not going to let this shit happen again. It's funny you mention that because what I said to someone was, I'm glad it happened now instead of when you go to play Dallas or Green Bay or Miami and you're, you're playing them and you're getting absolutely, th- if it was Green Bay and you're getting throttled. Because they're throwing at will. I mean, that's not good because you're dropping a division game for one. You already dropped one division game. You can't drop another, and you got to protect home field. And I think this was a. I think this was the best thing that could happen for the Lions is that their defense got shown out, got embarrassed by Geno Smith, and I think these coaches are going to take it to heart. And there is going to be a total different game plan this Sunday. Yeah, I really hope so. And it's like, um, well, one of those things too was. Um, I, I've always been talking every week, every week about, uh, you know, be, uh, you know, blitz, 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 be aggressive, be aggressive. We were almost too aggressive last week. Yeah. I mean, we were, bl- we were blitzing through and there was no one in coverage. I mean, it was well, like, one, you know, one, of, one of the things I've seen on the all 22 and I don't, I know a lot of people don't have all 22 or they, they don't pay for the service or whatever. But, um, one of the things I've seen on all 22 and this was kind of, this kind of pissed me off because, Again, this is a guy who is a veteran leader who is not doing his freaking job, and he's going down the wrong hole. Alex Anzalone would call a blitz. You could see he's calling a blitz from the the the, the back cam. He's calling a blitz. He's calling a blitz, and then he goes in the same effing hole as Malcolm Rod- Malcolm Rodriguez. Like, yeah, that, you can't I, have I, that. I, I don't care who you are as a as a linebacker as a player. You can't go in the same hole because if you're if if you're going against a good uh, tackle. I mean, they made life easy for that that offensive line. That's total garbage in Seattle. Oh yeah. If 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 you if you got if you got two guys coming down, all you have to do is is get in their way, and you basically just opened up a hole with them being stupid. Well, that's the thing, and 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 with um, you know, if we are able to increase our win total, we are able to get seven, eight, nine wins, and show that you know we can make progress, and it gives these players another year to you know fully buy in and really. Um, you know, proves proves something to them, and we don't like let the wind out of their sails. You know what I mean? Like we continue the momentum going forward. Yeah. Then, uh, <clears throat> I mean, just imagine, you know, you take a we have those two first rounders, and you you take um Akili Ringo and uh Noah Sewell, and you replace those two with you know um Awarie and uh yeah. and Anzalone. I mean you just make those two flip-flops like that and boom your your defense instantly is better. So I like think the, I think the defense gets better when you add Pascal and and Jacobs. I really do. And I think so too. It's just like um 
you can't really necessarily cover up a bad linebacker core. And uh, I really hope that either we make a trade for somebody that's a complete upgrade from Anzalone, um, or we find a way to, um, you know, get some other players like Chris Board and Derek Barnes involved and yeah. kind of phase Anzalone out. Because you're right. I mean, watch them hit the incorrect holes and just playing like he's playing. It's just, uh, it's going to do a lot more harm. He's like a negative war player. Like, yeah, you he, don't, he's, it he's, makes you worse when he's there. He's brutal. And um, that's one of the things I've noticed. And then, so we move on to the New England Patriots and the, the Detroit Lions game preview. And obviously Detroit is injured. A lot, there's a lot of players injured. Obviously Swift is one of the guys, St. Brown, Chark, Reynolds, obviously Jameson at Williams is out past goal. Just got back to practice. He won't be playing, but so is the New England Patriots. They're missing Jacoby Myers, who is going to be questionable. Uh, John o. Smith is doubtful. Mac Jones is questionable, which he's not going to play. There's no way him and John o. Smith play. Brian Horror is questionable, so that means that you're going to be going against Bailey Zappi, the um, the quarterback from Western Kentucky last year. And if you watched Michigan State last year, you've seen this kid uh, in the Western Kentucky Michigan State game, and he can throw the ball. But there, this would be an ultimate SOL type loss if they lost this game. Definitely, dude. Absolutely. Because um, not we, not we not it would be it would be magnified because the, the the person that you're going against on the other sideline, Matt Patricia, who is still getting paid by the Detroit Lions, mind you, still getting paid because he's not an offensive coordinator by by name right now. Um, he's the offensive coordinator. If, if Bailey Zappi, a rookie from Western Kentucky, goes out there and and dominates like Geno Smith did uh, did. Boy, do you have issues, and there should be scheme changes. There should be roster changes in the bye week, and there should be a lot of changes because that cannot effing happen. No, 100%, and I do agree that we need to get this win. We need to do what we can to – we just need to contain, make this – slow down the pace, um, make the control the pace of the game, run down the clock. I mean, I want this to be kind of like a low-scoring game because – um, I don't want to have the same thing happen as last week See, where I, we're firing. I, 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 I'm, I'm of the belief. I don't want it to be low scoring because that plays, that plays exactly in what to New England exactly what they want. You're right. I mean, it's it's true, but it's like, man, it's like I also it's like I want the offense to be explosive and to score and have big plays, but at the same time, it's like I don't want a repeat of last week where we're just shoot out back and forth and we're just so tired and gassed and our defense is looking like a fool again. You know, I, I I would love like a 24, 14 win. Yeah. I I think, I think like last week, the Patriots, they put, they went to the Lambeau and they played a tough game. I thought that played into the role. You know, one of the things that we're going to have to, we're going to have to make sure that the lions don't do is that they don't get involved in this turnover business because last week, Jack Jones, who, you know, he's a rookie from Houston. He took a pick six back from 40 yards. And that really changes the, the scope of the game. You know, obviously, New England, they they played tough. It was 17-17 at the, ha- uh, thir- at the end of the third quarter. They jumped out to a lead of 24-17. The Packers tied it, and then they won 27-24. But you, I don't want to play this close game with New England because that's what they want to do. I just, dude, I said this last week about New England and Seattle being two must wins. I mean, if we 
go in there and we lose to New England, dude, the, the season is over. I uh, listen. If they're one and four, the season's not over, over. But man, you make it really hard on yourself to come back from that and and actually like get back to contention and. You're you're asking them to ring off four or five wins in a row before you can actually like especially teams that you shouldn't like. You're, then you're gonna ask them to go and beat you know Dallas, Miami, and uh, then Green Bay. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like like even if we you know even if we did lose, I mean I still see a path to the seven wins. Right. But I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough man. We got it. We got to get this one. Like we got to get back on track because then you know I think we can beat Dallas. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be tough. It, it's it's crazy. That's the crazy part, is they're like they're three and one and they're playing good football and their defense is killing it. But I just think like that just seems so Lions, especially with this new regime, um, that this is a team that's supposed to be really well and beat our ass and we we're able to steal one. Yeah, like I think we could steal one from the Cowboys. So like, you know, then you're then you're up to you know three and three. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully we play Cooper Rush over, you know, instead of Dak and we, you know, we sneak our way into three and three and then it's like, okay, now you're back to even playing field and what are you going to do the rest of the season? Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, one of the things I've always said, Tyler, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but um, I don't like to lose at home. I think, if no, you lose, no, I, think if you, I think if you lose at home, you put yourself in a bind because then you're asking to win two more road games. And, and and that's not that's not always probable. I mean, like you need to win every game at home specifically. And if you look down the pike, they got Buffalo coming in. You know they're not going to win that game because the talent level is way different. Unless they win a shootout, uh, which would be freaking phenomenal. But you're looking at three losses at home, so you're going to have to steal at least three on the road. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, and there's I love our schedule. I mean, you know, looking at our schedule, there's plenty of teams that we there's, should be able to the, beat. The back end of the schedule is easier. You just got to – you basically got to go into – you got to go into the last week of October and you're hoping that you're just – you're you're playing decent football. You're not too far behind. I mean, the last week of October is the Dolphins. You hope by the end of October, you hope you're – let's say you win – let's say you win two of the three. That would, that would be fantastic. Right. Yeah. I mean, you I mean, God, God forbid you win all three. Yeah. I mean, you've got to tread, you've got to tread water as best you can when you have those big opponents, you know, yeah. because it does change the season dramatically. And that brings me to my point of, uh, you know, three, three of the players on our end that I'm really going to be watching for this week. Um, one for me is going to be Josh Reynolds. Yeah. Um, I really want to see, him finish those big plays. I mean, he had like seven catches for 82 yards on a touchdown last week. He played good. Um, he's going to be important. He's going to be um, Goff's security blanket with uh, Amon Ra out again. He was reported out already for uh, New England. Not official, but um, it's yeah, pretty yeah. good. You can basically uh, – you can, you can pen him. Officially non-official. Yeah. Um, so, and then um, – so that – he's going to be big time for me uh, on this offense. And then another two players I'm going to be looking out for – um, is going to be um, Amani Arwarie. Yeah. Um, how is he going to re- respond? Um, you know, in this game, uh, he might lose a little bit of playing time, but how is he going to respond? Is he going to lay down and take it and just you know sorrow, or is he going to bounce back, have some dog in him, and, he, and is he going to go after it? Uh, and then you know the third player, which might seem kind of obvious, we're watching him every week, but Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Um, I mean, how how are you going to set that edge? 
you know, people are talking, people are chirping. Um, you know, you, you've got a lot that, uh, you know, a lot of expectations. So, um, you know, it's a lot of pressure. And I think this is one of those things where he has to come in and it can't be like, oh, well, he had that one good game against Washington, which like a couple of the sacks were kind of lucky because Kaminsky kind of pushed him into him or whatever. Um, so you want to, you want him to have a really good game. So I'm hoping uh, on those three guys, you know, especially on the defensive side of the ball, if uh, RORA and Hutchinson both have a really solid game, I think it's going to really elevate the, the rest of the defense. Cause I think they're going to cha- make enough changes and scheme changes that, um, you know, we should be able uh, to, to get a couple stops. I totally agree with the, your, your, your stance about that. So what three the three players I'm going to be watching and, and I think that's this is a great week for Mr. Aiden Hutchinson to get involved and actually make an impact in the game. Um, you know he's going against, he's going to be going against either Trent Brown or Isaiah Wynn and Isaiah Wynn, um, he hasn't been this great player. Obviously he had a he had a rough time with Tennessee. He got he caught because of his own stupidity. Um, but he's turned it around, and I think that it, this is a game where Aiden Hutchinson has to show that he's a he's a true player. And then the second yeah. the second player I'm going to be going with, this is a guy that I think that could be a difference maker in this game, is Jeff Okuda, because there's also. only there's one player on this on this in the New England Patriots roster that really strikes fear into me, and that is Devontae Parker. I think that Devontae Parker can change the game pretty quickly. And I'm pretty confident that AO is going to be able to cover Nelson Aguilar. But, like, you ask me, like, Devontae Parker, that's that's a big time. He's, he's not always the best player, but, listen, he's going to get some play. He's going to get some uh, – he's going to get some chances to play. Yeah. Um, and we need to just do a better job of limiting those big boom plays. Um, and I really think it's going to be, uh, you know, important to – um, be able to find some of those guys that are able to make a difference. Like if you get a if you get a Juju Hughes that's able to break away a ball, or you get Kirby Joseph who's able to get a pass deflection, someone that can like come out of nowhere and make a couple plays, man. That's guys that aren't usually there, or, or you know you're gonna need to get a play or two out of them. Yeah, and you know the third um, so person. I'm hoping that happens. The third person is unnamed, and I say unnamed because it's the person who is gonna be governed. Hunter Henry. Now, usually, you know, we would have Tracy Walker covering Hunter Henry, but Tracy Walker's out. So it's going to be what player can do the best and 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 limit Hunter Henry to, you know, not being a guy that can wreck the game. Because yeah, maybe uh, like uh, Melon Fonwu. Yeah, like if, if it, you know Melon Fonwu would be a great one. Uh, Kirby Joseph. Um, you know, maybe you put a Will Harris on him. Listen, I don't think Will Harris would be good on him, anyways. But they, they they both have the same speed, if you're being honest. Um, <laughs> but I think I think Hunter Henry is a big guy that has to be taken account for because if you look at Mac, if you look at Bailey Zappi, he's a rookie. He's going to be looking for um, he's going to be looking for his tight end um, because his checkdowns. Yeah, his checkdowns, and you you don't want to leave Hunter Henry open because as we seen with T.J. Hawkinson like last week, he broke that game open. Yeah, we and and the Lions always leave like we always seem to to give up a lot in the middle of the field, um, and so I agree we need to find a way to shut down that middle part of the field. Uh, I really, really, just just another kind of random thought looking at this defense. I really didn't realize how much 
of a huge impact uh, John Kaminsky really was on this defensive uh, line. I, I don't think anybody did. Like, um, you know, hopefully, I mean, we get Kaminsky back, we get Josh Pascal back, we get, um, you know, some of those guys that are able to just rotate in. Um, and seriously, like, we need to get – we should get some Michael Brockers and Anzalone on a bus and accidentally send it, like, out of the country. Um, like, those two guys have got to go ASAP. So, we no, need to I, find players that can step up and, and fill those roles. I totally agree with you on that portion. And the Patriots are favored by three points, but I think that's going to come down over the time. Um, the over-under is at 45.5, so they think it's going to be not as much scoring as the Lions are used to, or maybe the Lions put that over to, you know, good use. Yeah, if I had to be, um, you know, if I had to choose something to hammer, I mean, I would take that that spread um, for the in the Lions' favor. Uh, I think they are 3-1 and one against the spread this year. Yep. So. Yeah, and, and uh, so – the points per game is, you know, the Patriots are under 20 points. They're 18.5. The points allowed are 24.5 for the Patriots. They have 359 total yards for the season, and they have 362.5 yards allowed. Okay. I mean, I wonder how that stacks up to probably similar to the Seahawks numbers. Not really. Not really. Um, It's 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 a little bit different, but, yeah, that, that's it stacks up pretty closely. So, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, man. So, I mean, I, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I know I say this every week that I think we're going to get a win, but I really think that this is a, a must needed win. Uh, and I do think that, um, you know, this could really get our season back on track and get our defense back on track. So, I want to, you know, let's see what Aaron Glenn's made of. Let's see what the defense is made of. And uh, hopefully we can bounce back and, and get a dub here. I think they're going to get the W. And I think that, uh, I think that they're going to, their defense is actually going to come to play. So that's that's what I think, you know. Obviously, you're hoping that the defense plays better than they have. So, I think that they're going to do that, and I think the, the Patriots' offense is isn't an offense that's going to strike fear in your eyes. You know, it's not it's not one yeah. of those offenses. So, I think they'll be fine. Well, I uh, do you I got really, a, really 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 hope got, so. Do you got a score prediction? I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna, like I know I was teasing earlier about what I kind of like. Uh, obviously what you want or what you like is usually much different from what actually happens. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 28, 24 Lions win. I'm going to go 31, 13 Lions. Wow. Okay. I think the, I think the Lions defense is going to come and play. And I think that they're going to, they're going to make some changes and that's going to pay off big time. Yeah, I mean, let's, uh, you know, look out for Hawk, you know, hopefully have a, a big game. Look out for Jeff to get his first pick and uh, look for a couple sneaky sacks, man. Um, like I said, Charles Harris and Julian Arquara, you know, got to get someone else on the board to get some to get some sacks on the quarterback. I think Hawkinson's going to have a big game because if Robert Tanyan can have a pretty big game against them, I think Hawkinson's going to be, he's going to be the guy that's going to be making some plays. We'll get it done, baby. All right, so this has been a great podcast, Tyler. I know you got to run. Yeah, so this has been a great podcast. We'll see you guys on the post-game show uh, later after the Patriots game. Hopefully, we're in a good time. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be celebrating the W. And uh, obviously, that's what we'll do. Um, 
stay tuned to Detroit Lions news. Stay tuned to the YouTube channel because we're going to have some content coming tomorrow and Friday. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on Sunday. All right, man. Take care, guys. I appreciate you for listening, and we'll uh, see you Sunday after the post game. See you guys Sunday. See you, Tyler. Have a good one. And um, yep, yeah, let's go. Let's go, Lions. It's all right, baby. All right. See you guys.